Hey, welcome. It is eight minutes after the hour. Powderhorn Guns and Archery on board in studio. Jordan and Kelsey are with us. They are at 1915 Paris Road here in Columbia. And uh, then we have uh, Columbia Police Lieutenant uh, Mike Hester on board with us. Good morning. Chat. What? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I thought, what was that noise? Uh, let's. There's, uh, I'm not sure if this is a rifle for big game or if it's designed to bring down aircraft. Uh, what is this 470 Nitro round? What is this rifle? The, Tell me what's going law, on here. The law requires me to say it is for big game. <laughs> but I'll let Kelsey tell you all about that That beautiful. It is a beautiful rifle. It's it is beautiful, but jeez, yep. what a round. So the 470 Nitro generally was developed for buffalo. Um, big, like Cape Buffalo, Australian Water Buffalo, stuff like that. It's a uh, average bullet weight's about 500 grains, pushing a little over 2,000 feet per second. So it, it's, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, the, of the, I've never shot one, actually. Um, I would like to. I would definitely shoot that gun. But the, the articles I read said the recoil is nothing to scoff at. <laughs> so usually that means it hurts. Um, but no, this rifle is absolutely gorgeous. It is built by Heim out of Germany. Uh, they've been around for... 150 years or so. They've been around a long time. Um, made it That's through both world wars. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. But there, it's it's a very, very cool rifle. This one happens to be, so most people think of double rifles as side-by-sides, which is fairly true. Most of the Himes that are currently built are side-by-side -side rifles, but this one is actually an over-under. Um, so the recoil impulse is a little bit different. I don't know that it's better or worse, but it's different. Um, I I think I prefer it, actually. I don't like side-by-sides that much, so personal preference. Well, give me the history of this thing. How did you guys... Uh... This is something we ended up with a while back um, from, from a gentleman, uh, but we ended up with it. And this is a gun, if you hop on Heim's website and you get it in English instead of German, um, you can pick everything about these firearms. You, they're pretty much 98% custom. Um, you start with picking an action, picking a caliber, then you pick some barrels, you pick how much engraving you want, and then they have pictures of the 4x4 four four to 6x6 six six chunks of wood on there, and you pick out which piece you want unprocessed to turn into your stocks, and you pick a, a foregrip and a uh, and a rear stock, um, and, and they, they carve what you want the and way you want it out of that. And it's got the stencil on it, so you can actually see, like, here's where the tang's going to be, here's where the butt's going to be, this is what it's going to look like as a stock, not yeah. just a blank piece of wood. Yeah, it, it's, pr it's pretty cool. It's one of those that, on the new side, they tend to run twenty five dollars to $50,000. Wow. So, yeah. but it's totally bespoke. I mean, I don't know anybody else that does that. Uh, Mike, have you ever seen anything like this? I have not. And on the break, she handed it to me, probably hoping I would drop it and have to buy it. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. We do layaway. That's right. <laughs> we do a special three-year layaway on that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So brand new, it's, you buy it or you pay off the national debt. But <laughs> Wow. That is something else. Um, I'm... I'm I'm just I'm I'm just stunned, the, but brand new. There's so much more expensive. This is still expensive, I and mean, this is not yeah. an inexpensive firearm, but it is one hell of a firearm. And I bet you've probably got the only one in Colombia. I would wager on that, yeah. yeah. And we can get ammo for it. Yeah, 
<laughs> Weirdly really? enough, there's not a huge demand on 470. Yeah, I, I doubt anybody's going out and shooting two boxes of that in a day. <laughs> I wouldn't want to shoot two in a day. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That, but it really, the, the carving, the engraving, you, you should, honest to God, you should stop by Powderhorn and just look at it. Yeah. Um, Would you just look at it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, just to look at it. Because you could buy a real good used car for that price. What What is a 12-gauge slug weigh? Uh, about 375 grains. And how much? This shoots a 500? 500 grain. Yeah. And the worst I've ever been kicked by anything was a 12-gauge slug gun. Yeah. A bolt-action, A-bolt slug gun. And that's probably going twice the speed of a 12-gauge. Yeah. So. I'm out. Just for reference. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sandbag that one a little bit. I'd shoot uh, it standing. I wouldn't shoot that off a bench. No. You want to have all the movement you can with that one. <laughs> you don't want to be bent over on your collarbone no, on that guy. No. Wow. I'll give you a dollar if you shoot it prone. That, <laughs> just a dollar? That won't cover the just medical bills. Yeah. You can buy the one round of ammo, too? Cause <laughs> yeah, for about 75 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But, boy, wouldn't that be something to have in your collection? Just in case you want to go to Africa. One yeah. Day. You want to bring down, uh, you know, an elephant or something. That is just something else. Yeah, beautiful gun. Wow. Um, all right. But that's not all. Oh, no. But wait, there's more. What else you got here? 308 Winchester? Yes. So this is the Franke Momentum. Um, so most people know Franke as a shotgun builder, which they have been for a very long time. Italian company. They are now owned, built, and imported by Benelli. Um, so three years ago, I guess, they got into the midline rifle game. Um, so they brought out the Momentum. It was just a plain black stock gun, black barrel. Um, you could buy one for like $500. And turned out they were actually a fairly accurate little rifle. So they started building on the line um, once they got more and more popular. And this is what they call the Elite. So we have a camo stock, Cerakote action and barrel. It is threaded. It does come with a muzzle brake and a scope rail. All for $7.99. That's, that is one hell of a price. And what a beautiful rifle. Wow. They, they are. They've got really good triggers, really smooth bolts for the price. I, I've got one. That, uh, actually, my, my father bought it for my son uh, for a Christmas or two ago. Um, but uh, he And he absolutely loves it. Lightweight. Uh, it competes with, with all of those $1,000 guns really, really, really well. We, we brought the three oh eight because it's one of the few rounds we've got hunting ammunition for. Um, <laughs> so we're like, okay, we got plenty of three oh eight. We actually have three oh eight on the shelf, I believe, yeah. still. Uh, hunting yeah. three oh eight and FMJ three oh eight. But, uh, yeah, I, I can speak for it. It was easy to side in. Um, it accepted a lot of ammo, including uh, here, I'm going to say it, but uh, the Steelcase Wolf ammo that's usually... $12 a box, it, it still grouped it at 100 yards. And if it'll group that, it'll group just about anything. And so I was, I was really impressed, for the, especially for the price. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, we almost have to do this. I know you guys hate it. When I do. Everybody that comes on the show goes, no, 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 please don't ask. You know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> We're going to say, if anybody can get their hands on ammunition, we can at Powderhorn Guns and Archery. <laughs> Yes, something something like that. Something yeah. like that. I, how are we I, doing? How we, are we doing for nine forty forty five? So nine is, and I wish you got some forty in too. Nine has become easier. I mean, much much easier. We haven't ran out of nine millimeter in a couple months. It's been a little while. Um, yeah. So we're we're getting more and more of that. They're starting to get caught up. You've got some of your big guys, your big uh, box stores and things like that that are starting to cancel some of their orders. Um, you know where they had millions of rounds on order just waiting for this to the bubble to pop and so they're starting to, to back off those orders which has freed it up for all of us uh, smaller guys a little bit got some 40 in haven't seen a ton of 45 
uh, yet, um, but uh, we're starting to get we're starting to get more and more of that, and it'll slowly lead its way down. That's why we have 308 right now. So 308, we've got 22 long. That's come mm-hmm. back in 223. We actually have 22 Magnum and 17 HMR also, yep. which have been really difficult. So we're, we're starting to see. This time of year, I didn't figure we would see too many of the uh, hunting rounds yet because we hadn't really seen them all year, so they hadn't caught up or stocked up. So we knew that was going to be a rough hunting season again. But uh, we're hoping <laughs> hoping for next year, right? Does that, does that include shotgun? Shotgun got better. No. Um by a slight margin so steel shot is still really difficult and of course <laughs> welcome to waterfowl season um so we have some three and a half inch steel we are supposed to be getting more any time now um we're hoping that shows up within the next couple <laughs> of weeks but <laughs> i wouldn't hold my breath um but like the standard target loads game loads have gotten a lot better um in a hurry so there's light at the end of the tunnel i guess it's getting there, and that's uh, that's what yeah. we want to hear. But of course, we're a week from rifle season, and you yeah. can't find thirty out six. You can't find two forty three. Can't find thirty thirty. So you can, but I'm not opening my safe for you. <laughs> well, and I'm not going to pay the prices that some people have online yeah, for that kind I of stuff. I feel really bad for people that don't have enough ammo. Yeah. But I pretty much cleared out my personal stash last year for the guns I don't shoot anymore, and you know, giving or selling that to people as I could. So this year's going to be rougher on us being able to <laughs> be able to do that. Yeah. Mike, the uh, Columbia Police, uh, what, 9mm? Yes, uh, we carry Glock 17 uh, 9mm. And, um, you know, is there anybody that's saying uh, we want to step up, get a bigger round, smaller round, different? Or is everybody just really happy with the Glock? Uh, You know, there's a few guys that want to carry a different caliber, but what we found uh, through training and real-world experience is... Uh, it's easier to train on the nine. There's less of a recoil impulse, and officers shoot better, which is what we want. You know, the job task is to hit your target to stop a threat. And uh, the modern defensive ammo makes the nine millimeter really effective at at stopping people who are intent on hurting other people. Yeah, you're not trying to kill them. You're trying to stop them. Uh, let me ask you this: When you're watching TV uh, and you see these uh, cop shows on TV, and every week they're shooting their guns at somebody. Uh, how, how long you been in law enforcement? About 30 years, yeah. How many times have you had to shoot at somebody? Zero. Um, 30 years? Now, there, there's a couple people I probably should have shot. Um, <laughs> uh, well, And I say that because yeah. I put my own life at risk above or below theirs. Yeah. Um, and, and that goes for 99.99% of cops. We, we let people threaten us when we should shoot them. And that never makes it... Um, but, yeah, the, on TV, you know, the cops shoot somebody every week, and they laugh about it and high-five, and they don't feel bad. And I can tell you that the brave uh, men and women um, in our department and in this state and in this country, it, it affects them. It's not something you just blow off. If they're forced to protect their lives or somebody else, they will. But oh, it's, it's not like TV at all. It's like um, the only thing that uh, TV gets wronger than... The medical shows is the police shows, you know, like <laughs> the other thing that gets me about the TV shows is how many people are using full automatic weapons. Yeah. I mean, it's every episode of I just watched uh, Chicago that, you know, that tra- threesome of uh, Chicago stories. Yeah. Uh, Chicago PD. And geez, everybody was using f- fully automatic weapons. Like For God's sakes. Have, haven't seen it. You know, yeah. I served on a federal drug task force. Uh, just haven't seen that. That's again, that's fantasy. 
Uh, you can also watch TV shows where there's aliens and all sorts of things going on. And, and it's just, it's fantasy by somebody in Hollywood that's disconnected from reality. Yeah, and they're probably anti-gun in real life, yet they're using them constantly in their scenes to get uh, viewers. Jordan and Kelsey are with us from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. Mike Hester, Lieutenant with Columbia Police Department, with us. we got one more firearm we're going to discuss. And then uh, we got a, I'm talk about a gun I'm Jones and for. All that's coming up and more on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Jordan and Kelsey on board this morning from Powderhorn Guns and Archery and Lieutenant Mike Hester from the Columbia Police Department. Uh, coming up, a gun I am jonesing to get. I was talking to Jordan before the show about it. Uh, and uh, we'll also uh, uh, tell you what's going on in Britain because they are going, <laughs> like, literally over the deep edge. Uh, but first, uh, Colt King Cobra three fifty seven. Woo! It's a it's a pretty gun. It's been a little while that since we've is. since we've gotten those. I'll let Kelsey talk about it because she knows way more than I do. She just ask her. I also but, had to take it away from him. <laughs> she did. <laughs> but just keep it out of Mike's hands. He, you know, <laughs> he may be in law enforcement, but you know that's tempting. <laughs> so this is actually the King Cobra target. Um, not a huge difference from the standard new King Cobra. It does have the target adjustable rear sight, a fiber optic front sight. It is a high-gloss stainless finish, and it does have the larger target grips, whereas the new standard Cobras had more of a small rubber grip. Um, beautiful gun, 357 Magnum. It will shoot the 38 Special. We do have ammo, by the way. <laughs> Shameless plug here. Um, but, no, it's really nice to see Colt coming back out and actually producing things again. Um, I don't know if we touched on this or not at all, but Colt actually was recently bought out by CZ. Like, what, a year ago, yeah, I think, right year. out a year ago. And uh, in the last year, I have had more new Colt revolvers. The Python than, series has been real popular. Yeah, we, and we've had several. Yeah. We've actually had two of the new Anacondas. Um, so that was pretty incredible for them to get an actual gun out within six months of announcing it. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been good, I think. Besides Colt, who else is making a lot of... Uh, of uh, not semi-automatics, but... Uh, bo bo revolvers. 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 Thank you. <laughs> what the hell? Jeez. <laughs> Man, when the word disappears, it go it's gone. Yeah. Uh, how, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of revolver makers. So, there's not a lot of makers. There are a lot of revolvers on the market. We're not seeing a huge production rate on them right now because of how crazy everything's been. Um, and it's it, the absence has been felt. So, like, Smith & Wesson makes a huge revolver line. And they had been bringing out guns, or bringing back guns, I should say, that they'd stopped production on um, for several years before the world ended. Um, Ruger, obviously, is another large name in revolvers. Uh, Taurus, Charter Arms, you know, we see quite a bit out there. Well, that, you know, there's, uh, I got a friend of mine uh, in law enforcement who literally prefers the revolver. Uh, and his argument is always... When you squeeze the trigger, the next one's there. Uh, and he's pretty old school, uh, and he's always... And, and I've not seen this happen. I, I had one firearm where this happened, and, and never uh, since, uh, where it, it, the uh, magazine spring didn't feed the next round. Uh, and that's always been his fear. I don't know if something happened at some point in his career where uh, that happened to him, and he's been gun-shy ever since. Pardon the expression. But uh, he just prefers the revolver. He's, 
confident the next round will be there. There is a uh, a gun, and I was talking to Jordan about this. I don't know if if you've seen this yet or not, Mike, but the SA thirty five handgun. It's in nine millimeter, and it's uh, from Springfield Armory, and it's it, it's kind of modeled after the successor to the nineteen eleven, hmm. and this thing looks fabulous. Uh, comes in nine millimeter, holds fifteen rounds. Uh, and much of the mechanics, uh, Jordan, is that the impression you get? A lot of the mechanics of this uh, are similar to the 1911. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a Browning High Point or High, point. high, <laughs> high Power. Sorry, High Sir. Power. The Browning High Point, totally different. Yeah, the, uh, the, <laughs> the High Point is well is the gun I was telling you. I only had one gun that I ever failed me. That day. that was it. You still got something heavy to throw at the end, I guess. But, <laughs> That's uh, about it. Yeah, the the it's it's modeled after the Browning High Power, and it which of course is same designer as the 1911. So yeah, it shares a lot of those characteristics. The the grip angle, the the trigger and hammer mechanism will be very similar to those guys and what they've what what they're used to if you're used to shooting that type of pistol. And Springfield has uh, enhanced the sights. Uh, they've done all kinds of work on the magazines and the grips and uh, and the safety and uh, I mean just really done all kinds of great improvements uh, I am just jonesing for this so if you guys get one let me know you're, you're like the fifth or sixth in line <laughs> it, yeah. so they Springfield sent out a teaser um, I guess the middle of October and they basically said, we're bringing it back, was the only words. But in the picture, they had um, a few little teasers that kind of told you what they were bringing out. They had a clock, um, and the clock was read in military time, and it said 1935. And that was right next to a picture of John Moses Browning. And I was actually talking to one of our coworkers about it. He was like, what do you think they're doing? I was like, dude, it's going to be a high power. It's got to be a high power. That was the only thing that I could think of. That or an M1 Grand copy, which, you know. Oh. Would have been okay, too, I guess. I want this gun. <laughs> Order it for me. Do something. Get okay. it. I'll wait in line. <laughs> it is Gary on Guns. Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 874-9390. Toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Excuse me. Jordan and Kelsey on board with us this morning. Uh, from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. Uh, and then uh, I'm pleased to tell you that Lieutenant Mike Hester is on board from the Columbia Police Department. Ostensibly, Mike, uh, we, you came on board to talk about um, gun theft. Yes. Because that's how the bad guys often get their guns. They can't go into Powderhorn and pass a NICS check and buy a firearm. So they got to get it another way. And breaking into your car is one. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know... Crime is difficult. A lot of times I feel like um, politician, media, police, it's like a binary choice, like solve it this way or that way. And to solve crime is like a big bowl of spaghetti. There's lots of factors, drug use, poverty, um, gang affiliation, availability of weapons, uh, mindset, the intent to break a law. And so all I'm asking is uh, I just want to invite everybody to control what they can control. If you can keep your gun safe, you're taking one piece of spaghetti out of that big jumbled mess, if, if that makes sense. You know, it's um, there will still be people with the criminal intent or the mindset that they don't care about laws, and they will still harm people through any means they can. 
But if you're a responsible gun owner, just be responsible. That's all I'm asking. And that certainly makes sense to me. Uh, and, and it's not just in your car, in your home as well. Uh, you want to make sure that your firearm is secure if it's not on you uh, so the bad guys don't get armed. We just had... Is, Brian, did we just have a press release? Is there a, a shooting in Columbia? No, we did, not? yes. Uh-huh. And uh, this is the press release from the Columbia Police Department. Mike now has all the details. Uh, approximately, uh, well, this says 12 a.m., so this is kind of uh, dated, isn't it? Yeah, and it happened this morning. This uh, morning, but I just now received the information. Uh, yeah. uh, you fill people in, Mike? Sure. Um, you know, basically, we had officers downtown on foot patrol, and they heard gunshots, um, and they saw a bunch of people running away. Um, and they, they were able to locate several cars that had been, had been shot up and later a person walked into a hospital with a gunshot wound. So, um, that's pretty much all I can release at this time. I don't want to, you know, just mirror the, but, but this happens a lot. Like criminals are becoming more and more bold to where we literally have police officers. We had a homicide a few years ago where there was two police cars parked, oh, I would say 40 yards from the homicide scene. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the people who choose to break the law and, and harm other people, they, they really don't care anymore. It's, um, it's really gotten crazy the last year and a half. Um, and, and I think more so in other cities than in Columbia, uh, where they're trying to defund the police, which by the way, I don't know if you saw the story or not, but they, uh, they tried to defund the police. They put it on the ballot and lost uh, up in uh, Oregon. Was it Portland? Brian, were that... Uh, I believe it was, yes. Or was it many... All right. Um, anyway, um, I think that the tide might be turning, Mike, uh, on, on the attitude toward law enforcement. Well, and, and you know, we, we always get people coming up to us every day, literally, who, who tell us thank you for what you do, and, and we know you guys and gals are under attack, and and the officers really, like, you wouldn't believe the level of work, danger, and stress they endure every day. So we always appreciate that. Um, and crime is complicated, just like I just said. Like, there's lots of fixes to it. But I think one thing that that must still remain is the ability to respond to people who choose to hurt other people. Um, so I, I think people realize that. When I was, uh, when I was a kid, I, in, in, at 16, 17 years old, uh, the police were, you know, would stop me for driving too fast or may, doing some road infraction. About I 70 years ago. <laughs> the, ho the horses did it that fast back then? <laughs> All of you? Really? But, Kelsey, let me talk to you. I, 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 oh, I sorry. I was just drinking coffee is why I missed that. <laughs> oh. oh. I hate all of you. <laughs> Said the guy who couldn't remember revolver. Uh, it was a Biden moment. It happens. Weren't you but there I when those were invented? <laughs> no. Now you got nobody. I, that's it. I'm <laughs> You're out. You're on your own. I'm done. I'm toast. Everybody got their shot. But I used to think, you know, uh, damn, I'm getting pulled over. And I never thought about what the police officer is thinking. And as an adult, I now know that uh, when you pull somebody over, I mean, just something as innocent as a traffic stop, they know who you are. They know your law enforcement. They know that if they're up to no good, you could you could arrest them. But you don't know who they are. You have no clue. You pull them over, they're, 
maybe they're just somebody that you know with a with a driving infraction. Maybe it's somebody that just robbed a bank, has a body in the trunk, uh, is is uh, you know going to yeah. shoot it. It's, it's it's I can imagine the stress on everything you do. Well, and 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 I just want to explain uh, real quick to your listeners. Um, we work very hard at, um, you know, Chief Jones, our city has adopted community policing. We work very hard at treating people better than they deserve. And what I mean by that is um, we, we try to treat people the way we want to be treated. Having said that, um, we also have to use universal precautions. So, like, if you go to your dentist, they probably wear gloves and a mask and eye protection. They're not saying that you have some horrible disease. It's just a universal precaution. So when we walk up on a car, we would be um, remiss in our duties if we didn't utilize that same mindset of universal precautions, you know, and use good tactics, tell people to put their hands up where they can see them, you know, things like that. And, and um, you know, if you're a concealed carry permit holder or if you have a gun in your um, car, which is lawful, just keep your hands on the steering wheel. And, and, and I would just uh, ask and humbly request that you treat us better than we deserve. You know, nobody likes to be stopped by the cops. I, I can tell you when I'm going down the, the interstate doing the speed limit, if I see a highway patrolman behind me, I sit up straighter and slow down, just like everybody else does. And I'm like, and my kids are like, are you doing something wrong? I'm like, no, I just saw a cop behind us. Like, everybody does that, right? So, so uh, if you get pulled over, just, just keep your hands on the steering wheel, treat us better than we deserve, and it'll probably go pretty smoothly because we don't know like everybody says well i was just speeding well that that's what you know you were doing and like you said gary we have no idea why you were speeding and we literally found a dead body in a trunk during a traffic stop for a red light violation about 10 years ago um guy killed his mom so, I, I remember that yeah so it's it's not don't take it personal we're just using universal precautions yeah, uh, as a universal precaution, I usually make Brian wear a mask, uh, <laughs> but it covers the whole face. Um, now, okay, now I'm even with one of you. I, three to go. But I wanted to add something to what Mike said there. You know, it it's not whoever it is getting pulled over. It is not you. It, it's not just you. Everybody gets asked that same thing, and it didn't matter when I was working or anything. Everybody got asked it, and 99.9% .9 people... It didn't even matter. I said, hey, I'm Officer Harger. Can you put your hands up on the steering wheel for me? Thanks. Hey, the reason I stopped you is, that's it. I mean, that was that was literally the end of it. It is not just just who you are, where you are, whatever. It's just it's just a question and something they do for everybody. And and I think me and Mike were talking earlier. I think I met him in 2005. We did a firearms instructor class together. And uh, he he's one of the ones you want. I, out of all the, all the guys I met and uh in training and being a police officer and all that stuff i would say there's five guys i would say oh man if we could just just clone that one and make that <laughs> one what's out there I, I will tell you mike is is one of the one of those guys he sticks out in my mind i still probably talk about him twice a year um and it's probably been eight years since we talked so really really good guy really means what he's saying he's not he's not blowing any smoke he he, he really means it all Jesus, you expect him to get that fat head now out of the through the door? Criminy. Um, right. I've got to leave the studio and go take a parking ticket off of Jordan's car. Uh, That's right. I didn't know that he could see we're, out the window. Working for one of those Monopoly cards, that get yeah. out of jail free card, right? So I'm just, I, I'm just curious. You're driving Mike in in the uh, in the squad car, uh, and you're going down I-70. And uh, all the cars around you are doing the exact same, you know, right on the number of the speed limit. Uh, do you laugh at that and go, come on, I know the minute I get off the ramp, you guys are going to step on it. <laughs> I usually don't have time to because somebody will blow by you uh, speeding. 
And, and then everybody else that's doing the speed limit will look at you like, what are you going to do about that? And so, like, if you're on the way to a call, you can't do anything about it. And then everybody, you can almost hear the conversation. Well, he's going to let that guy speed. I'm going to speed. And uh, and if we go the speed limit down the highway, you look in your rearview mirror and see a line of cars two miles deep behind you. You know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it's it's really it's kind of comical in a weird way. But, uh, you know, just follow the speed limit. But, yeah, it's, it's really and, and it's just bizarre, you know, uh, don't really know what else to say about that. You know, yeah, follow the speed I, limit. Just you got to know the minute you pull off the ramp that they're oh, going to yeah. go. Or you yeah. make a turn off the street, they're going <laughs> to... Go. When I turn my signal on, it's like the green light at NASCAR because people start <laughs> flying by. <laughs> All right, what are they doing in Great Britain? We'll tell you. Uh, that's coming up. Gary on Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 51 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. In studio is uh, Lieutenant Mike Hester from the Columbia Police Department. And, and then uh, Jordan and Kelsey on board from Potterhorn Guns and Ar Ammo. Uh, archery. Damn it. You did it. <laughs> I, that's okay, Joe. So close. It, it's the only one today. I've done this for two hours. I didn't make that mistake, but that's all right. You pick on the old guy. That's all right. Uh, they are at 1915 Paris Road, and in spite of their viciously attacking me over my age and mental uh, acuity, they do know guns and archery, and they are the place to go. Um Starting in November, apparently, if you're in the United Kingdom and you want to get get a gun, oh, this is so hard to understand how they got themselves in the. Uh, anyway, they there's a new statutory guidance, and apparently, uh, you have to go see a doctor before you can get a. You got to get the doctor's permission before you can get a firearm. <laughs> so, I, you know, I wonder will my dentist do the trick and they. <laughs> Does it have to be, you know, my cardiologist or, you know, internist? Who? There, you would think that, that Europe would be one of the safest places in the world to reside. And yet, they're not. They're more it's more dangerous to live there than almost anywhere in the United States. These gun control measures don't really work. Uh, in Australia... You know what the number one item that's smuggled into the country is? Of course you do, by the way I asked. It's guns. I guess they'll never learn. Uh, but the Democrats are, and, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want to just point to the Democrats, but they are the one party that really is going after guns. And now they're doing this Red Flag Act. I don't know if you guys are aware of this at the federal level. 50 states, all 50 states, even the federal government has what, what they're called Baker Act statutes. Uh, and, and I imagine that uh, Mike can very quickly tell us about that. No. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they allow police, doctors, and family members uh, to have someone held for a 72-hour mental health exam. Uh, you know, reasonableness test, things like that. They focus on uh, mental illness. They require that mental health care experts evaluate an individual. If a person can't afford a lawyer, a public defender is provided. Uh, I mean, there are all kinds. Of, every state has some form of this. Yeah. Uh, and, Mike, if you encounter somebody that uh, seems... Yeah. You, know, you can take away their driver's license, everything. You can lock up their heels. Well, in, in general, in Missouri, if they're, if they're a imminent threat of 
harm to themselves or another person, we can um, make them, compel them to go to the Missouri University, uh, you know, psychological center for evaluation. Um, and that sometimes that includes using force on them to go, like like if they're suicidal and they try to harm us or themselves while we're there, we can forcibly handcuff them. So we can forcibly compel them to go to that. We don't really need the federal government to write more laws on top of all that, uh, especially laws that, that take away due process, things like that. Um, it's just a step too far. I don't know why they keep going after this stuff. They just seem to hate guns. Uh, and I've never seen a gun do an evil thing in my whole life. They just sit around and wait for me to pick them up, like that 357 on the counter that I <laughs> like to pick up. Uh, Mike, you distract him. I'll get the gun. <laughs> I, I can't be a party to any criminal answer. <laughs> oh. He's like, hang on while I leave. <laughs> of, all, of, all, of all the people to pick to help. To, to, <laughs> I, I I'm a bad cop. accomplice. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I won't break the law. I picked the copper. All right. Uh, according to local news uh, reports, federal prosecutors in western Pennsylvania, this would be the area of Pittsburgh, uh, they're teaming up with county sheriffs to revoke the concealed carry licenses of travelers who accidentally bring guns to airport security checkpoints. Uh, the NRA reports uh, that the uh, state... Uh, that Allegheny County Sheriff, uh, whose jurisdiction covers Pittsburgh, and its international airport has agreed to cooperate with the plan. Uh, the NRA, of course, uh, writes that they encourage all gun owners to, to be prudent, conscientious about checking any bag that could contain a firearm. Nevertheless, mistakes can and do happen. People's lifestyles, they say, involve lawfully carrying firearms as well as making frequent last-minute trips by air travel. Someone going to a funeral or hastily scheduled business meeting, for example, could easily get distracted enough to forget what he was, uh, what was in his carry-on bag. I got to tell you, that has never happened to me. I suppose it's possible. Uh, but I know if I've, two huh? people. I mean, two? I know two people that have done it. Yeah, and I know one person that took ammo. Oh, <laughs> you know, I got the I got the special lockbox that I put the firearm in, and you know, go through all those. Uh, regulations that they they insist. Uh, I can't imagine just walking through airport security with with a gun. Well, and the the two that I know that took guns were actually women, and they were in purses, and they just yeah, that might be easier. It's to, habit, yeah, yeah. And then the ammo was in a bag um, that didn't normally have ammo in it. It was kind of a he'd gone down and driven the last time, and then went to fly and took the same bag. And, oops, there's a bag of 9 millimeter in there. <laughs> uh, the, the big trap, and I've talked about this on the air in the past, is uh, if you're flying through places like New York or Chicago, uh, you land in, in New York and you've checked your luggage with your firearm, you've gone through security and done all that, you know, by the book, uh, and then you're changing planes, so you grab your luggage and you go to the next airline to change planes. Well, when you do that, you're in violation of the law. And in New York, they will arrest you. If you don't touch the luggage, if you just let the airline move the luggage, you're okay. But if you collect it from the, you know, that big uh, turnstile and then uh, go check into the next airline because you want to continue your flight, 
you have to check in the firearm. And the irony of this is you're leaving the state. You're leaving. You clearly haven't shot anybody, but they arrest you for it. Crazy. <laughs> New York. My, Mike, thank you so much for being on board with us. Glad to have you with us. Jordan and Kelsey, thank you for coming on board. You bet. Thanks. Powderhorn Guns and Archery, <laughs> Paris Road. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming home.